podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. The Weekend. Coming up on a Friday, Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Save that. Save that. That's on us, buddy. I'm sorry for, about I didn't that. Know I, that. I didn't to. know that Barry White was still in there on Fridays. I didn't know either, Frankie. Adam. That is not your fault, Adam. Good morning, everybody. Benham Woods, 97.3, the fan. Off to an, uh, an auspicious start uh, this morning. It is our final day. We are live from Peoria, Arizona, Padres Fantasy Camp. It has been one hell of a week. And uh, this is our last show, last show of the week. We'll be back Monday live in studio all together. But uh, it's been awesome being out here. Thank you guys for listening uh, all week. We've had some great, great interviews, some great comments from you guys. I hope, you, I hope you've enjoyed it uh, as much as we have. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindel over there. He's our executive producer. Paulie is uh, going to be leaving very shortly, actually, to go play in the uh, – well, it's uh, the it's the, the dip S game. Yeah, yeah. King of, who who will be the king of the dip S's oh, uh, today? It's Paulie's team against who are you guys playing? We oh, are uh, Ashby and, and Ashby and PVC. Ashby and PVC. I'm maybe, shocked that they finished in last place. They said no sound right here. Nobody can hear us. Is that on the that's on the YouTube feed? Crap. We are not off to a good start this Friday morning. You guys got us now on the feed. You guys can you hear us on the radio? I wonder. Because <laughs> if not, I'm just going to go back to bed. Anybody? You guys hear us? Nothing? Good? Okay, there it is. Okay, yeah. All right, let's get our heads right on, on a Friday. Let's um, just start over. There we go. All right. <clears throat> Three, two, and one. Okay, welcome in. Live from Padres Fantasy Camp. It's Ben and Woods on 97.3. The fan, I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindel. He's our executive producer. And uh, Benjamin R. Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, joins us as well. Good morning, Benjamin. Good morning. It's good yes. to see you. It sounds like a <sighs> terrific start to the program today. You're such a go-with-the-flow kind of guy. You know I mean, me. You know get me. Get your rules. You hear Barry White. You lost it. Yep. Someone said they couldn't hear the audio. Lost you lose it. it. You have to start all over again. Well, but- I mean, I think, uh, you know, audio is a big part of this job. Uh, <laughs> and if there's no audio, it really, really doesn't make a lot of sense to plow forward. Uh, until we get it fixed, I, we, I think you always you should always plot forward under every <laughs> circumstance all the time. I know you do, and it, it, as long as we're giving advice in here this morning, I've got some advice. I've got a word, some woods of wisdom. Woods of wisdom. It's an old bit we used to do. I do not want to do it again, so don't get any <laughs> any ideas. If Tim Flannery walks up to you and hands you a cookie, don't eat it. Do not eat it. <laughs> Did it have nuts in it? Are you allergic? I'm Was not allergic problem? to nuts. <laughs> if Tim Flannery places just a little heart-shaped wasn't one cookie, of those sugar-free ones, right? Though I, those are terrible. Not, it was not gluten-free. <laughs> but if he hands you a, a cookie and he puts it on your knee and says, "Here you go, buddy. Eat that." My advice to you is: don't eat it. <laughs> Do not eat that cookie. Okay. Now. You will feel no pain. You will feel no pain. You will also be back in your Airbnb under the covers at 5.30 p.m. And you will never leave your room. You won't even eat dinner. 
last night. I didn't pack. I didn't do one single thing. Why? Because I was incapacitated. I got back from the golf course. I went and played yesterday afternoon again, and uh, the door was locked at the Airbnb, yeah. uh, deadbolted, so I couldn't get in with the combination and had to call and text. Finally, I called and woke you up, and you came and let me in. What but time you were you already me up? 5.30. It was probably like 5.30. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, you were, I was in the shower. Yeah. I didn't know. Paulie was in the shower, so he didn't there. see me you know, knocking and trying to get in. So I called Woods, <laughs> woke him up. He came down, let me in, and you were like dead out at 5.30. I'll just say this. I was fine for about 30 minutes. And I sat there. I was like, all right, okay, this is very low-key. And it's nice, you know, you've been playing hard. And he and he, when he handed it to me, I go, Flan, I can't. I'm not. And he goes, oh, don't worry. He goes, this is more CBD than THC. You know, the CBD. I have CBD cream that I use, and it's great, and it works well. Not, there's not, it's just mostly CBD. So it's going it's to give you, you know, a little, little healing uh, remedy. Buddy, 30 minutes in, they go up and they start playing a concert in there. And I'm sitting there going, oh, no, oh, no, 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 this isn't right. And they played and they played and they played and they played for an hour. Paul, you can post the picture. I'm not going to show Just show picture. Ben. I'm going to show Ben. I'm not going to post that picture. Look at me. I don't want to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I just I texted Hannah and I go. Flan just gave me a cookie. She goes, prayers. For Did he you. get these from like Willie Nelson or they're Probably. held over from Jerry Garcia's Probably. stash? So there, he was talking when <laughs> he, he was, told that story. He was telling the story that he was on the bus playing with Willie and, you know, and he smoked with Willie and all Him that. Him and Jake Peavy Him played and, on stage with Willie Nelson. And then went to his bus. <laughs> and so they're up there playing a show, Ben. And listen, I mean, tolerance wise for me, I just don't, I don't have it. I do not have it. And so when- I don't think we told the audience what was going on yesterday. So Jake Peavy and Tim Flannery, who Tim Flannery has a band, they he was telling us yesterday on the show that they play the Fillmore, like they play played the Fillmore incredible venues. Yeah. And so they set up their amps and guitars and Tim had a member of his band cruise out here yeah. to the complex and they put on a concert for all the campers in the Padres clubhouse, With for amps and mics, hour and, and a half. I mean, Jake Peavy showed up uh, about three songs in, let Tim kind of open it up, and then they just jammed for like an hour and a half. And uh, if you weren't feeling like Woods was feeling, it was awesome. I mean, it was awesome. It was awesome. Don't get me wrong. And and when Peavy came up, they started play. They played Friends in Low Places. They played Poncho and Lefty uh, by Towns Van Zant and and. Man, it was re- it sounded so beautiful, and the harmonies that they had, it was great. They're just uber-talented people. But I was not – I just was sitting there going <laughs> – I, I just got paranoid, man. And I ate three Rice Krispie treats. And I was like, i, I got to get out of here. When it wrapped up, I go, wow, that was awesome. And Woods just goes, that was the worst night of my life. <laughs> I just go, i got to get out of here, Paulie. you got to get me out of here and get me home. And I got in. I, like I said, I went back to the Airbnb. I just crawled under the covers. And I, I panicked, man. I woke up this morning, and I go, you haven't packed your suitcase. You have done, you know, nothing. Like, I, I, have, I panicked. So I woke up and got all my business taken care of. You know, it's interesting, and, and I've kind of found over the years that, um, they're, you know, they're not all like Flan, but a lot of professional athletes are just good at whatever they do. They're yeah. good at their sport. They're good at other sports, golf. When they pick up music, they end up doing that well. They're just talented people. Then 
there are professional athletes who are just savants at the one thing. <laughs> the one thing. They're baseball players. Don't ask them to tie their shoes outside of playing baseball. But at baseball, they know everything about it. They can do it as you know well or better than anyone on the planet. And they both work, and they coexist in locker rooms and in other sports as well. I've noticed that this tends to be true. There's, you get to be a professional by either being like a super talented person who then focuses in on something or someone who just is so good at that one thing, and that's all you want to do all the time. Well, to hear their connection, <clears throat> Flannery and Peavy, and when Peavy was a giant, um, he wasn't a guitar player. I mean, he, he Flan taught him. Basically, yeah. No, that was Padres. His uh, rookie year. Oh, rookie year. Yeah. O two with the Padres, he said. Well, I don't remember. I was high as a kite, so I don't know. You, yeah, you fill it. He in. he noticed that Flan had this guitar in his locker, and he was kind of looking at it like, man, that's cool. Like, man, I'd love to. I'd love to. I wish I could do that. And a week or two goes by, and they're getting ready to go on the road. Uh, his first big road trip as a big leaguer. And there was a guitar sitting in his locker when he got to the ballpark that day. Flan gave and him Flan a came up and told him, he goes, if you can figure out how to tune it, which I assume little test. is a test to see, see how serious you are. Yeah. He goes, if you can figure out how to tune that, I will teach you how to really play. Yeah, and he and did. And they Morning. did that Morning. the rest of their careers. And they spent a lot of time together in the hotel room just playing and playing and playing. And then Flan said uh, when he was in San Francisco – he goes, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd leave, and I knew there'd be a party at Peavy's penthouse, and I'd walk up in there, and uh, sure enough, there's members from the Grateful Dead, and there's music, there's a tattoo artist in there doing <laughs> tattoos. He goes, it was, and I just, it just blows your mind to hear uh, that, that, you know, how their lifestyle was, but music was a really big, big part of it, and to watch them up there playing yesterday was pretty special from what I remember. So I, I did not have any chance of dragging you out to dinner with me. You Zero. didn't eat at all. I did not even eat dinner. Yeah, I, I went and dined by myself. Is that weird to go no. out to a restaurant uh-uh. and just sit oh, it's beautiful. by yourself? I went I to used an to... Italian place about a mile away from our Airbnb. Yeah, it was called Explicit, and they have a meatball special on. Actually worse, it was called Fabio on Fire. But it was really That's good. A male, yeah. a male strip <laughs> it club. Sounds very good. Good. It? Yeah. it sounds very much like a male <laughs> review club. But it was an Italian restaurant. It was it was really good. Sat they had like a pizza counter where the pizza oven was, and I just sat by myself. And There's I always wonder if that's <clears throat> is it weird or not weird to dine uh, out? Should you just do takeout if you're by yourself? Or no, the older I get, the less I care. Yeah. And now, I, I used to get really really paranoid about that. Did but, but. you sit at a table by yourself or? Sit at the bar. It was the pizza counter, so it was more like a bar okay. setting. It was like a high top. Table I, is a little I was, uncomfortable. Yeah. I was the only the one there. There wasn't like a bartender, though. There was a pizza chef who was kind of behind some glass. Yeah. I could watch him work, but there was no one like coming up and chatting with me other than my server. Uh, but I, So I was sitting there. And I had, you know, I tried to make it a nice dinner. I had a glass of red wine, and then I ordered a caprese salad and oh, just... uh, a lobster ravioli. It was all oh really my good. God, I know. Just, very sen- Don't worry, Adam. I'm not going to expense that one. That was just for me. Very sensual. It was. Sensual it experience. Was. <laughs> Two back-to-back sensual nights for our <laughs> beloved. You really, I like how you go. Delicious pink sauce. It was, I like, uh, it was I, a good meal. We could go back next time. <laughs> when we come back for spring training, if you want a good Italian dinner. I, Fabio on fire. I really like how you're. You're, you've used this trip for a lot of self-care, a lot of golf, you know, um, you know, fell in love just for a moment and, uh, and then went to uh, a really luxurious and, and sensual and sensuous dinner. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's Arizona. It's still in a strip mall because That's fine. everything here is in a strip is. mall. But it was it was good. I would definitely recommend it if you're looking for somewhere in what is a generally kind of restaurant wasteland, unless you love chain restaurants out here. This was not, and it was pretty good. I love the chains, man. I really do. They have good ones here for sure. They do. Right? I mean, there's there's yeah, they have everything you can choose from uh, out here in, in Peoria, Arizona. But man, we've had such a uh, such a fun week. Such a um, busy week. It's just, it's kind of nonstop uh, when we're out here. I'm definitely ready to get home. I definitely miss my wife and kids terribly. Um, I cannot wait to see them uh, when I get home today. I know Mrs. Rindle is champing at the bit to get her little angel back. Um, you know, so I, I'm just, I love that you were out here, Benny. I hope you'll come out with us every year. It's been awesome. Yeah, it was a blast. Uh, it's just been so much fun to be here and, and talk to all these guys. I've made so many new friends out here. It's just been incredible. And we still haven't talked to everybody. No. We're going to try to hit as many of the remaining camp coaches as possible, including uh, coming up here this hour, Dave Dravecki is going to join Holy us. Holy smokes. I don't know that we've ever had – we've never had Dave no, on. No. I don't know that he's ever been on our radio station before. I don't, I don't think so. You may think you kind of know his story, but until you hear him tell his story – about this cancer and his recovery, and then, of course, breaking his arm on the mound and what happened. I'll never uh, forget it. It's pretty incredible, and he's such a great guy. He, I, I didn't realize. He's just a terrific guy. He, he is a guy, Ben, that if you spend some time with, you look at him and you go, I need to be more like him. You do. And, and when you hear him talk about his family and his grandkids, you think to yourself, okay, get more of that spirit in you you know when he talks isn't that right Paulie oh, I mean yeah. he's just you look at him and go I gotta I need to be more like that you know with my family and I, I can't wait till you guys hear his story he is a phenomenal phenomenal human being he's, Dominic says he's not ready for tears uh this morning you may want to you may want to jerker you may want to come back to it then because it's it's just motivational and it's inspirational we kind of planned it for Friday because we wanted to just start the weekend off with a real motivational – it's sad, but it's m- more motivational than sad. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, we, when you hear him, he's not sad. No. He's not sad and at all. And if he's not sad, you shouldn't be sad. That's exactly right. Think, he's just it, a, a very, very kind guy. And all of these guys have been so kind, and um, you know, except for TK. They're, uh, they've all been <laughs> – <laughs> and maybe Goose Gossage. Uh, the rest of them have just been absolutely fantastic. So. All right, so we've got Dave coming up. Uh, we'll set the table. Rest of the show should be a good final day here in Peoria, Arizona. Uh, yeah, well, Paulie's going to leave a little bit early to go play. You've got your game at the end, and then yeah. we're all heading back. It's going to be San weird Diego. if my game goes quickly. Woods is I next. could come back. be back for the end of the show <laughs> as Woods has to leave. I don't know. We're going to just guess play who's by sitting it. here the entire four hours. Oh, I will. God. I'll let you take one guess as to who's going to be here the whole time. Well, listen, I. You know what? That's why That's why we got you all those lap hey, dances. You know what? So we knew that you wouldn't be here. We've also got Frank, who's going to be here the whole time. Good morning you to know our Italian Paul Thank producer you. back Thank in you. the studios as well. I completely bricked yesterday on doing the intros, and I completely bricked again today. Frankie Marchese is amazing, and you have absolutely crushed it this week, Frankie. Um, thank you for all that you've done. You've been incredible. I'm sorry. I had to get to the, the Gentleman's Club story yesterday, <laughs> and uh, I do apologize. You have crushed it. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say yesterday was, oh, no, there's no time for me. We need stories. We need them now. <laughs> Don't waste a breath. <laughs> Frankie, are you going to sleep the whole weekend after having to get up all this week with us, a little outside of your uh, normal schedule? 
God, yes. Yes, yes, he's ready to go. All right, all right. We got three more, three hours and forty-five more minutes, Frank, and then you are done. Let's check traffic. We'll come back more from Padres Fantasy Camp in Peoria, Arizona. It's Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station on a Friday. We are ninety-seven-three. The fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app got a local bent so you know i love that oh um, yeah julian sayan who is the top quarterback recruit from the yep. class of 2024 so the kids who are uh, graduating here in a couple of months from high school from carlsbad high school was uh the top recruit at alabama was going to go play for nick saban sure now, he's already there he he did what a lot of high school seniors now do and enrolled early in college so he could get there for spring workouts the day he started classes at alabama Nick Saban announced his retirement. He is uh, Julian Sayan now oh, has no. announced that he is entering the transfer portal and is reopening <sighs> his recruiting, which was pretty uh, widespread the first time around. LSU, Ohio State, Texas, they were all after him. And he said, you know, I, I went to play for Coach Saban at, at Alabama, and now that he's not going to be there, I want to see what else is, is available. Now, I don't know if that means there's no chance he'll come back to Alabama or – you could change your mind and stay and decide, no, I've decided to stay if Kalen DeBoer kind of jumps into the into the re-recruiting of Julian Sayan, but he was... Uh, he, uh, he could. Isn't he, is he, isn't he bringing his guy that was right under uh, the receiver as well? Yeah, There's a receiver coming, but I don't know quarterback. I don't know what he's oh, his gonna... quarter. Oh, uh, yeah, his quarterback was coming too, right? Right. Yeah. So I think, um, I think, you know, it's tough, man. It's a tough thing for that kid, right? I mean... We, we talked about this before the show, you know, Ben said, and, and, you know, not, he was more playing devil's advocate, I think, but Ben said, well, when you go to a school, don't you go to a school? And I said, yeah. Or at least a program. A program. Yeah. yeah pro- when, when you go to a program, don't you go to a program? And I said, I don't know, man. I think, like, there's, there's going to be kids out there that said, I've dreamed of playing for Alabama my entire life. I don't care who's the head coach. And then there are kids that are like, I wanted to play for him and him alone. And now that he's gone, I need to go find, you know, the next guy I want to play for. It's not as though they hired some nobody as coach. That's and you true. Think, well, there goes Alabama football. I mean, does any of us, do any of us think that Alabama is not still going to be a powerhouse? You know, they were talking about this on football. the the show that's on before us. They were talking about this yesterday, and they said there's no guarantee that Kalen DeBoer is going to come in and win. You know, it, it could take a while. And they asked the question, "Does he have a while?" I don't know what his deal was. How, how many years it was. But do you think that the people in Alabama are going to go, it's fine. If you win, you're just getting on your feet here, bro. That's Two, why three losses is fine. We, no. were, we were talking about it uh, on the drive out here to Arizona when all that news came down that DeBear was leaving Washington, taking the Alabama job. You don't want to be the guy that replaces Nick Saban. No. You want to be the guy that replaces the Caleb, guy. Caleb DeBoer, yes. <laughs> that's who you want to be. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. But I – you know this kid's gonna have a he's gonna have a bright future anywhere he goes. 
Um, listen, I don't know. I can't sit here in all honesty and, and certainty and say, I couldn't do that, man. Once I committed, I would be there and I would go. I can't say with 100% certainty I would I would do that, uh, especially if I was an 18-year-old kid and had my sights set on, on playing for Nick Saban. I, I could see how he's pretty disappointed. But now you're going to have to play for someone else. Yeah. Because there is no yeah. Nick Saban to play There's for There's no anymore. Nick Saban to play for. Uh, so. so we'll see where that uh, that new open recruitment uh, heads in a new direction at this point. Well, and that's the thing. You know, you saw a bunch of, of people upset at, at, you know, people getting really upset lately about all these kids transferring and going to the portal. And then you see Kalen DeBoer pack up and leave. And you see these guys pack up, pack up and leave at the drop of a hat like it's nobody's business, like there's no problem. It's fine for them. It's not fine for them. I don't. I'll never understand that. So, part. The hypocrisy has always they been high from the coaches massively. who will leave for a huge payday and another job. But in, will in a say, uh, I wish these kids would be a little more dedicated yeah. to the commitment of the school exactly. that they chose. That's exactly right. Um, and then there's the athletic directors who fire coaches, you know, because they had one bad season. Yeah. So. It, yeah, it's there's definitely some hypocrisy going on. There's there. definitely hypocrisy, and I'm not criticizing Julian Sand. Oh, I, me neither. I just still think Alabama's going to end up being a pretty good place to be. I I think the program will will still uh, survive, but what if it does take you know a couple of years to get it back? It's going to be look now. It feels like an even playing field, you know, for the first time ever with Nick Saban being out. Um, so we'll see how that that shakes out, but. Yeah, man, it's uh, the transfer portal certainly is weird, but you you can either embrace it or fight against it. I don't think it's going anywhere. So uh, Dave Dravecki is going to join us here at the bottom of the hour. Of course, he was part of the 1984 Padres team that won the National League pennant and went to the World Series. Later was uh, traded to the San Francisco Giants and uh, was diagnosed with cancer in his pitching arm. Yeah. He's going to give you some of the details of what happened, but... The, the nutshell story is he had the he had surgery, he tried to come back, came up through the minor leagues, returned to the big league mound, and on that big league mound, and I remember I was watching. I was too. You were I watching. Will never that forget day. it. He was pitching well. He was uh, looking like he was back. It was an incredible comeback story. One of the great sports comeback stories you'll ever see. Yeah. And then just the horrific moment. Horrific. We all heard it. Heard it? The snapping of his, the humorous bone, right in the yeah, in his arm. You think about when we were coming up, Joe Theismann, Dave Drabecki. Yeah. yeah, those are the ones that you remember. They'll never leave your mind. They're imprinted on your soul uh, because that's what the we cancer were. weakened his arm so much that simply throwing the baseball and then well, they had to take out. 80% of his deltoid muscle uh, right here. I think that's your delt. How, how, do, how do you even come back from that? I, that's, I don't know. To me, that's the even more he'll remarkable tell you what, part. What, he'll tell you how he threw when he was coming back, yeah, too. Yeah. It was remarkable. Well, and then the, the, the after effects of, hey, we have to cut your arm and shoulder off, man. You know, and how did that go? How was he towards his family after that? That's what really touched me yesterday. Um, and I can't wait for you guys to hear him. He is... You He's just a wanna, gem of you, a human. You just want to hug him every time you see him. All right, so we will do that when we come back. Dave Dravecki from the 1984 Padres will be with us here at Fantasy Camp. Hey, it's Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3, The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ben and Woods, our live broadcast from Padres Fantasy Camper, brought to you by your San Diego County Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Going to chat with Dave Dravecki from the 1984 Padres right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Our next guest made his uh, debut for the Padres in 1982 after coming up in the minor leagues and played a critical role for the 1984 pennant-winning team, pitching both in the starting rotation, out of the bullpen. He is one of the coaches here at Fantasy Camp, and if you don't know your story, his story, and you're not a, a longtime Padres baseball fan, it's certainly one of the more remarkable, sad, but ultimately, I think, inspirational stories in baseball. Dave Dravecki is with us. Dave, it's good to finally have you on here on 97.3 The Fan. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's our pleasure. The, the first interaction I had with Dave was uh, we were at down around the bullpen, and they had asked some pitchers to you know go and see what you had. So I was throwing a little bit, and I sat down after I was done and just started listening in on some stories. And it was Dave, and you were talking to Mud Grant, and you were talking about the trade. Yeah. Uh, when you got traded to the Giants from the Padres. Tell everybody what that was like that day when they called you in, and, and tell everybody who was with you and what yeah. happened. Yeah, well, so we were in Montreal, and we had just finished a game in Montreal. We were all coming into the clubhouse and, you know, getting ready to shower up and head back to the hotel. And all of a sudden, one of the clubbies comes up to us and says... Uh, and it was you? It was me, Kevin Mitchell, and Craig Lefferts. He said, hey, Larry Boa wants to see you immediately in his office. And we're like, oh, man, what the heck's going on? So we go into the office, and, and, and we just stand there. And he goes, look, I'm not, I'm not going to beat around the bush. We've traded you guys to the San Francisco Giants. And it was total silence in the room. So we walk out. Everybody goes to their locker, gets ready. We gather up all our gear. And we're now, the three of us are now heading back to the hotel. And Kevin looks at me and Lefty and says, I ain't going. I said, Boogie. We called him Boogie Bear. Yeah. He said, Boogie, you got to go. Yeah. I mean, to. we've made this trade. You, you can't say no. You have to go. Well, then I'm done. Oh. I mean, he was so upset because San Diego's his home. Yeah. And he was with the Mets, and all of a sudden now he is, you know, he's with the Padres and he's home. And, and that was such a big deal for him to be home and it took lefty and i not only that night but the next morning making sure he was up and with us to get in the cab and i gotta tell you something guys it ain't very easy trying to convince kevin mitchell <laughs> to get in a cab to go to chicago with you to join another team oh man so as a young padres fan i i remember being very sad about this trade because i love dave from the 1984 team i had become a big kevin mitchell fan as well and uh, as it turned out, they got Chris Brown. I was never as big of a fan of Chris Brown when he came. But it wasn't the worst trade on earth because the Padres did get a Cy Young Award winner. Mark Davis ended up winning the Cy Young. And yes. a guy who stuck around for a while that came in that trade, Mark Mud Grant, yep. came to yeah. the Padres via that trade Absolutely. as well. And uh, yeah. we can't get rid of him now. He's yeah, just yeah, he's here. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, hey, now let's not, let's not eliminate the fourth guy in that trade, Keith Comstock, Keith Comstock another lefty. Stuff's lefties have to stay together. That's exactly right. Even though right. mine's gone, I'm still a lefty. <laughs> it's 
this is once it. a lefty, always a lefty. And this is him. It's more of a state of mind. It's yes, a state of it's mind. It's a state of mind. <laughs> yes, guy, it is. This guy. Although I got to tell you, after being around these guys at the camp, my state of mind is actually like comatose compared to these guys. <laughs> Holy un- smokes! It's unbelievable. He tells us it's the first game, and he goes, "We're sitting there," and he goes. Man, I wish I had two arms, and I just <laughs> fell over. I'm like, oh, my God. So the, 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 the story, and I know you shared uh, some of it yesterday, and we've kind of we've told our audience a little bit of the back well, We tried to share it on uh, Wednesday night, yeah. at the, and then we got interrupted, unfortunately, but he did finish the story yesterday for the campers. And, and yeah. the thing that touched me the most about it was um, when the doctors came to you, Dave, and they said, your, your arm and your shoulder, they have to go. Yeah. Your state of mind at that point. Yeah, um, it was really interesting because I knew what I was up against. I mean, reality hits. You know, the doctors look at you and they tell you have cancer. And in that moment, what I didn't get a chance to share with the guys was that um, all of a sudden I kind of had a bo- out-of-body experience. And now all of a sudden I'm thinking about not baseball, but I'm thinking about my wife. I'm thinking about my kids. And the first thing that came to my mind in that out-of-body experience was, oh, my gosh, if I die from this disease, who's going to marry my wife? Right. And then the next question was, you know, is that guy going to end up raising my children? And I thought, oh, my gosh, this this is not good. And then I thought, well, will he love them as much as my, my, I do, yeah. my kids and wife as much as I do? But, guys, here's the thought that came to my mind in that moment. Will he love them more because I know who I am? Because I shared that part of the story with you guys at the camp. That's the one that touched me the most you know? is, is when you, you told me, um, well, tell, tell him uh, yeah, how, I mean, how it had been. Yeah, it was, it was hard. The depression, it was like being on a roller coaster. You know, and towards the end of the journey, before the amputation, I started getting really angry. And then after the amputation, it got worse, and I became verbally abusive. And I'm really grateful for the grace that my wife had for me through that. She kept looking at me, and she goes, you know what? I don't like you right now. Yeah. But she said, I know your heart, and this is not you. And so she stuck with me through all of that, which I'm so grateful for. But here's, here's here's what happened in that moment. I had two choices. I could either walk away from the game and focus on the health, or I could focus on the health, and if they give me the go-ahead, try and come back. Well, I had no choice. I had to try and come back. Sure. How was that even possible? You said that. You had no choice. They removed, you said, how, what percent of your, your 50, muscle? 50% of the deltoid muscle, and the doctors told me I lost 95% use of that muscle. So knowing how finely tuned you have to be to be a professional athlete, especially a pitcher, how was that even possible yeah. that you came back? Larry Brown and Dick Dent. Dick Dent was the trainer. Larry Brown was the physical therapist at the Palo Alto Sports Clinic. And he is one of the top two guys that was invited to Australia, which is one of the leading countries in the world with physical therapy. And so I had those two guys take care of me. They figured out how to get all the other stuff in my shoulder to fire when there was no longer a deltoid muscle. So I got to tell you, man, that's why what I said yesterday to the guys, we really do need each other. Yeah. This was an effort by so many people to help me get back to the mound and I'm so grateful for that. Talking to Dave Jervecki here on Ben and Woods this morning, mental health is something that we've talked about a lot uh, on our show. I suffer from depression. I go to a therapist. When you talked about bringing people in, 
Uh, tell that again, just how much we need people yeah. um, and, and how easy it is to shut yourself in a room and not talk to anybody. Yeah, isolation is the worst thing you can do um, because when you find yourself in darkness, you need some people to help bring you to the light. And in, the, in my process, it was recognizing now I can look back and I can say with all my heart emphatically that it actually works. <clears throat> you become vulnerable and you expose yourself to people you trust on the, on the journey, especially when you're in those dark moments. And that's where you begin to understand where the help comes from. And, and from my perspective, God brought a boatload of people into my story to walk with me, to give me the strength to endure. It was those moments when I was you know, visiting Memphis, Tennessee at a speaking appearance. I had no business being there because I was depressed. And Atlee Hammaker shows up for three days and sits with me. Doesn't say a word, just shows up. It's that kind of stuff. And so I told the campers, that's what you are to each other. You're a community and you need each other. You know, it's interesting when you say you had so many people on your journey and, and we were watching when you came back and, and your arm broke in the big leagues. How different do you think it might have been if, if your arm had broken warming up for one of your minor league starts before you got up? No one had seen it. You know, we pro- maybe would have read about it in the paper. A little bit different of a journey, maybe. Oh, so different. That's why I look back on this and... I don't want to freak people out when I say this, but I believe the providence of God was at play. I believe that in my story, because of my faith journey with him and the people that he brought into that story, as I said to the campers, there's something bigger going on than baseball. Guys, um, I didn't get a chance to talk about what that really was, but when we got to the other side, I realized what it was. And that was, in this conversation, in the context of this conversation, it was about realizing it was no longer about what I was going to get out of life, but what I was going to give. And so my wife and I started a nonprofit called Endurance. And for your audience, anybody who's out there listening, if you're battling with cancer, if you're struggling with depression, go to endurance.org. We will send our story to you as an encouragement on your journey. Get connected with people that love you and care for you and let them into your story. If you need help, get to a psychologist, get to a psychiatrist. They're there to help. And this is something that we don't need to hide anymore. You know, we're struggling. We live in a world where we are, we are, we are driven to the point where we do things we shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And the reason why we do is because we feel the pressure from the outside. It's okay to say no. One of the most important words I've learned through this process is don't be afraid to say no. Because for every no that you say no to, there's a yes to somebody else. And it's usually somebody else that you're saying yes to. And that person is the most important person in that moment. And so reaching out and getting the help you need, understanding the value of community, the support that we get when we're vulnerable. When you're vulnerable, you invite people in and you can begin to journey and they can walk with you to encourage you on the journey. They're not there to fix you. Anybody that tries to fix you, tell them to take a hike. Yeah. They're there to walk with you. That's so powerful. So, so powerful. Dave Gervecki uh, joins us here on Ben and Woods this morning. Very, very inspirational, very moving. Uh, and hits home. Hits home for a lot of people in our audience, uh, Dave. Let's let's switch gears a little bit. Yeah. How, how much do you watch baseball these days how involved are you in the game uh, as it as it stands today 
Yeah, I, I love watching baseball. I've got my uh, subscription to the MLB network, and I really enjoy watching the game. Um, I work for the Giants as an ambassador, yep. and so I need to stay connected to the game when I'm around the fans to be able to understand what the conversation's going to be like. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm engaged uh, at a very healthy point <laughs> yeah. to be able to actually enjoy not only the game itself, but to enjoy the fans. I never, Woodsy, I never walked away from the game bitter or angry that something was taken away from me. I never thought I'd have the opportunity to play as a young kid from Youngstown, Ohio. How's he going to get to the big leagues? So the first day I put that uniform on, my dream came true. Every day after that was icing on the cake. So it was a privilege and an honor to wear the Padre uniform and to wear the Giants uniform because I had so much respect for this game. I'm curious, um, obviously, you know, it's been 40 years now since 1984 and 35 years <laughs> since the end of your career. Probably a lot more people who don't know who Dave Dravecki is than do. When someone comes up to you, do they, do they generally, like, ask what happened? Do they, is it awkward? Well, how, does that, how does that work? Well, let me put it this way, Ben. <laughs> if they don't ask, I tell them. Okay. <laughs> But when they do ask, I'm really grateful because then I get to tell them. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I have no problem talking about my journey. I have no problem talking about being vulnerable and talking about the hard thing. Because I learned so much through it that has transformed my life that I wouldn't want it any other way. And just by the way, people know there are uh, other fantasy campers here uh, participating in the camp who yep. uh, have uh, artificial limbs yep. yeah. or missing uh, a p arm, part of an arm, yep. and they're yeah. out here having a great time playing baseball like everybody else. Yeah. The guy Josh, uh, the Paralympian, who's yeah. a gold medal winner, yeah. he's one of the tougher, I don't think I've ever gotten him out uh, when I'm on the mound. And he, he, uh, he He's hits, a dude, man. He hits with one arm. Yeah. And, he's uh, amazing. He, it's, it's incredible to see, uh, and it puts, you know, people that complain a lot, like myself, it puts us in perspective. <laughs> we have to get up very early you in the early, morning. You don't really have to get up Dave. there. I can only so you imagine. You feel sorry for us because we have to get up very early in the morning. Yeah. It's been so fun uh, getting to know you here. You know, I was traded from your squad. Uh, you know, we got our revenge yesterday. Was, I know you it, did. It was yep, fun. You sure it, did. It, it was fun. You're but, probably uh, chuckling under your breath every step of the way. Say, you don't think TK likes you, but you didn't have. Oh, Dave, Dave, right. Dave and I bonded. We're good. Yeah. Dave, We're good. Dave, Dave, Dave came up. He came up to me after I was traded, and he he, he came down to my ear, and he goes, "I loved your intensity." I loved your intensity. And I said, thank you, thank Absolutely. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, it has been such a pleasure uh, to get to know you. Uh, honored to, yeah. to, to know you. I was so excited when I heard you were coming uh, because, again, that is a moment, you know, the moment that we all saw, the moment that has changed your life entirely yeah. and has allowed you to help so many people. I'll never forget it. I mean, I was 14 years old when it happened, yeah. and I remember seeing it and going, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. You know, and, and to be able to see you all these years later and to see the smile on your face and to see how kind you are to all the campers, it's just been amazing. You're, a, you're yeah. an incredible man. Thank you, Woodsy. An incredible man. I appreciate you saying that. Now, you and Paul are going out uh, for your yeah. game right now. Right this now. is yes. the fifth-place championship game. Go out, win that one, and then you can tell everybody we got fifth place. Fifth is better than sixth. I, well, don't no know, I don't know how much I mean, ice Paul he's got on him. I don't know how many <laughs> suction cups he had on him. He's been throwing I know, good. I don't know how many rolling experiences sort of he's had. To try to but he needs to up. get ready to go today Look, because we need the gamer to kick it in gear. He's got a bomb wrapped. Look, it's yeah. a bomb. That's an actual bomb wrapped around. Him. That's how bad he wants to win oh, today. I love it, man. We're going for it. We got to kick it in gear. We got to pick it up a notch.
That is amazing. Uh, yeah. Just a little message here in the uh, chat from Doreen. Doreen says, you're my favorite player of all time. I had the chance to meet you many years ago in San Diego during a real estate transaction with Ted Leitner, and we took a picture. Amazing. Oh, so awesome. the, uh, the, the, the reviews are in on the chat. Everyone said this was their favorite interview of the week, Dave. Uh, uh, the great well, Dave Dravecki. Did you buy I Ted loved, Leitner's I house loved or sell the, him a house No, or I did not buy Ted Leitner's <laughs> house. But I've had, I've had several walks with Ted Leitner and talks with Ted Leitner. I really like him. Oh, He's we a good dude. Uncle Teddy. And, you know, I want to say one thing. The Padres fans were so gracious to us. I know we were up in San Francisco at the time when it happened, but many of the Padres fans connected with us and said that they were praying for us, and we're just so grateful for that. We love the community. We love the fans of that community, and, and we're just really grateful for the relationships we have. I know there's a division rivalry, but I feel like guys like you and, and Flan and Boach, they really have two families yeah, now yeah. With, oh, the, absolutely. with the Giants and the Padres. Yeah, no question. Yep, definitely well, two families. And we all hate the Dodgers, so that's it. Yeah. we're all yeah. kind of together. Yeah. We're all together that's exactly on that one. right. We are Absol- all, all together. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah. the, the great, great, great Dave Drabecki. Thank you so much. Go get your squad ready. You got and, it, And uh, it was Thanks, such guys. a pleasure. Thank you. Take yeah, I, I have to say that probably my favorite camper that I got to meet. I had met many of the former Padres over the years doing this job, but I had never had a chance to meet Dave Dravecki before, and this was uh, this was a real treat. And hopefully, everybody uh, listening back at home they and did. on our YouTube they stream, enjoyed it. Uh, really enjoyed that because I certainly did. I did too. He's a he's a great great man, and and hysterical and funny and. Uh, this the voice again, a real soothing. Yeah, oh yeah, soothing voice and. Um, very polished guy, very very polished guy, and he is actually a, a motivational speaker as well. Um, so if you ever get a chance to go see him talk, it's 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 mind blowing. It's almost hard to imagine him going through depression. I mean, it's easy knowing what he was going through sure. and, and how difficult that must have been. But you see his attitude right now, and you go. If a guy like that can struggle, yeah. there's really no shame in any of us struggling at any point in our life. There's a there's a there's kind of an aura about him, you know. And the first time I met him uh, out there, there was a, an aura. It's an, it's an aura of positivity, and you see it around him, and you see it, it when you you know we played for him, Paulie, and you still play for him. Just a positive guy, man. Yeah. And 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 um, the world that has thrown him so many terrible curveballs, and he's just like, all right. Whatever's next, I can handle. Just a and really good. The dude. fact that, he, for me, I love humor. Humor, yeah. His sense of humor is unbelievable. It's just the incredible. Way, the way that he can laugh about his oh, situation. Yeah. I mean, I, I go back to before me and my wife ever met. We were texting, and she was making dead dad jokes, and I'm yeah. like, I am so uncomfortable right now. Yeah, Hannah too. And day one. <laughs> Terry Kennedy goes out to the mound. He's, or he's coaching first, and he goes, Dave, you coach third. You know, somebody gets a base hit, and somebody's on second base. Just wave them in. And he goes, with what? With what? <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. It's just so oh, God. It's just so good. All right, Polly. so you're taking it to the house. Uh, I will stick around for the next segment. Next segment. I believe uh, Tom Seidler is going to be Seidler. stopping by. Uh, he is, well, Randy's the commissioner, but... This this is Tom. This is Tom's baby. This whole thing, uh, Tom has really shepherded and made it grow and turned this into something really special. So, Tom Seidler of the Padres is going to join us when we come back. Uh, do not go anywhere. More Ben and Woods live from Padres Fantasy Camp, Peoria, Arizona, coming up on San Diego's number one sports station, ninety-seven-three, The Fan.